Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy on this Star Wars day, this is a special Force Center broadcast. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we're here to celebrate Star Wars as we always do, but with a focus on this special day that has taken over the Star Wars community. Joseph, I remember when May 4th wasn't really like this official holiday for all of us. It was just a normal day that people may or may not watch Star Wars. It was may or may the 4th not watch Star Wars. That's what it was. And then the internet happened, and a pun took over our hearts. (laughs) A pun rose to power. Do you... Do you like uh, Revenge of the Fifth or Revenge of the Sixth? Do you do you, do you continue it or are you just like uh, let me take a day off? Yeah, no, I, no, I like I like the hubris of it of like this happened uh, right. May the Fourth happened, so why not make uh, Revenge of the Fifth? 
yeah, a revenge. day that we take to just celebrate that uh, beautiful, brutal film. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, it should only be about that. <laughs> this or is the a prequels. day for positive celebrating of when Anakin fell. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I, I really, really love that this mm. day has become this massive celebration. Yeah. And I, I do, uh, I'm not always a fan of these kinds of puns, but it is a tribute to how much I love Star Wars and how much I love the community that I'm like, yeah, May the 4th. Because uh, I, I really do now enjoy that it is the Star Wars day. I will admit, I was really grumpy, which is sometimes on brand for me. Uh, but in the early days, when this really started popping up, people were like, oh, okay, what are you going to do for May the 4th? I'm like, every day is Star <laughs> Wars day in my house. Get out of here. Now, why wouldn't you want to stop and celebrate? Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Well, and, and I think it, it really speaks to community because yeah. uh, people make the snarky joke every year on Twitter and any other social media of like, finally, a day to talk about Star Wars. And that's the thing is like, yeah, we can talk about Star Wars as we demonstrate on Force Center any damn day. Mm. But I think this has really taken on a sense of community. So it's not just about the thing we love, Star Wars. It's about loving it together. Together. It's it's like, you know, I'm not cynical about, about Valentine's Day anymore because what's wrong with just as, as corporate as it might be, as, yeah. as manufactured, just what's wrong to just say, hey, it's a day to focus on love. Yeah, corporations <laughs> can and have done much worse than say, celebrate people you love. Yeah, exactly. And so we're here for Star Wars Day with a special broadcast just for all of you. We're going to be reading some of your memories that we plucked from our Discord server, which is attached to our Patreon uh, uh, page. Um, but also, uh, we do want to pause. This is our first time broadcasting since the news. We're not done talking about this by any means, especially when Jennifer gets here. Jennifer couldn't join us today. But, Joseph, we were sad to, to learn of the passing of Peter Mayhew on April 30th, announced uh, just uh, yesterday or Thursday at the time of this recording. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about celebrating Star Wars, celebrating Star Wars community, I mean, he was just such a champion of being a part of Star Wars, of, of being an uh, ambassador of it. Mm. And, you know, really just, I think Chewbacca is such a hugely important character because he represents so much of what Star Wars is, of that it's this big, bizarre, outlandish thing where he was asked to play a giant space dog. Mm. And mm -hmm. instead of it being ridiculous and silly... Yeah, it's fun and heartwarming and inspiring, and I think that's the magic of Star Wars. No matter how weird it is, it has soul in humanity. Mm -hmm. And Peter Mayhew was just such a great example of the soul of Star Wars. Those beautiful, kind mm -hmm. blue eyes, <laughs> yeah. just blazing out of this ridiculous costume. And you know those eyes, man. That that's Chewbacca. That's Peter Mayhew, and that's Star Wars. Every bit of his his movement, his his soul uh, came through that costume. And again, you're, you're very right. It's like, think about how silly that is on paper. Yeah. Uh, I, my dog was in a car. I liked that image. I created this <laughs> dog character, you know, and I know Chewbacca took on different forms in the pre-production, but just look <clears> at what you got. And if you're on that British crew in 75, 76, <laughs> like, what the hell is this man? That, sorry, apologize for the accent. My British uh, fans out there. Um, <laughs> he went a little, a little down South, a little yeah. down South. Yeah. Right. Um, like that's, that shouldn't have worked. It no. shouldn't have worked. No, but it did because it did. of him. Yeah, yeah. And and to see what we have now is the character, of course, lives on. And and uh, Jonas uh, Swadamal comes into that role. Yeah, he he. It's more than just studying what came before. He's got to <laughs> he's got to capture that. And, and luckily, he and Peter Mayhew had a lot of time to just sit down and 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 really have that baton passed. And that's why Chewbacca is so important. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the uh, thousand generations live in you because mm -hmm. there's some amazing Chewie moments in Last Jedi in Solo mm -hmm. uh, and they're not being performed by Peter Mayhew, but Peter Mayhew is still there Very in much, those moments. Very much so. And you had a chance to interact with him, right? Yeah. And you took that chance. Oh, yes, yes. He was at uh, Convergence, the uh, convention in Minnesota that I go to every year that I've been doing for 20 years. I, was, this is early 2000s. I can't remember. It was like 2001, 2002. It was before Revenge of the Sith because mm. he made the appeal like, look, timeline-wise, Chewbacca could still appear in Revenge of the Sith, so you guys all let George Lucas know. And it's like, <laughs> I remember thinking that would be so amazing. Uh, no, it, it's a it's a small convention. It was an even smaller convention mm. back then. Uh, Michael Sheard, Admiral Ozzel had come the previous year and had a oh, wow. great time. 
Uh, he was in a, he agreed to do a comedy sketch with me, Admiral Ozzel, and hit nice. me in the face with a piece of meat. It was great <laughs> uh, for convoluted reasons. And then he <laughs> he had told Peter Mayhew, and this is who Peter Mayhew is, not yeah. is the convention big enough for for me for sure. Chewbacca? You know what kind of price can I command, Ad, Admiral Ozzel? <laughs> Michael <laughs> Sheard just said, Peter, this one's great. You should yeah. come, and he did. And it's yeah. a, at that point a tiny fan run convention, yeah, in in Minnesota. So uh, yeah, he was uh, doing an intro to Empire Strikes Back in the film room that my friends run, and I walked up, and it, it was obvious who he was. Sure. So it's yeah. just like hello, and he just turned, and it was just those eyes, and I didn't expect to be like that's Chewbacca from just locking eyes, but it was totally like this creature that has been with me my entire life is is looking at me now. I felt like my action figure was looking at me because just wow. those eyes, you know. Yeah, that's so great. That's so awesome, and and everyone who seems to have interacted with him or knows him or spent time with him, but just keeps coming back to this. What a true gentleman he was. Yeah. And I, I'll regret, I regret it. Had a chance to probably just maybe go over and shake his hand at, at one of the premieres I was fortunate enough to attend. And I, I didn't. Half nervousness, half didn't want to be blubbering fool, and half just <laughs> thought I maybe was, uh, I don't want to, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need that. I regret it. I regret it because just, uh, you know, to get to say thank you to these performers who entered your life in a lot of, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, yeah. uh, depending on when you, you got into it. But, but again, you could watch Star Wars A New Hope for the first time in 2010 and be seven, and it's still something that enters your life young and to grow up with it. Uh, I wish I did. I'm, I'm so glad you got that chance yeah, and, and got to interact with him. Really wonderful, and he was charming and funny and insightful and all those great things. Love hearing his voice. Love hearing him in interviews. The Empire Dream documentary, he's got the calmest, smoothest voice, and to hear him tell that story of, of Lucas and Kurtz finding him. It just it's just yeah. so yeah. sweet. I saw a clip this morning that somebody posted and said that uh, that Peter really loved this one, uh, and I've never seen this before. It's a clip of Empire Strikes Back being filmed where he is yelling through the mask as Peter Mayhew to cue Harrison Ford. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's beautiful. Go track it down. I do love that clip. It was a clip from New Hope of uh, where the you know where'd you find him line when they're after yeah. they're on the Death Star. You hear Mayhew like you know where'd you find that old wizard or something like that. <laughs> and it's it's really funny. And you know and hey shout out to Ben Burt for creating a, a wonderful sound. But we're here talking about the memory legacy of Peter Mayhew and more uh, Force Center programming about him. We're gonna do a special Star Wars ranked about our favorite Peter Mayhew Chewbacca moments. And I'm sure on the main show. When Jennifer is able to join us and, and the trifecta is complete, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about him as well. Uh, it's it's sad. It's sad. Uh, now you know Kenny Baker's passed on. Carrie Fisher, of course, and others along the way. But now we're you know this is what happens. <laughs> and he's, he was seventy four, and I know Force Awakens kind of inspired him and helped him. And there was a lot of help to get him to feel better. And that, and I think his wife tweeted out that to, to JJ that like, hey, this that extended his life. Yeah, that's amazing, and that's pretty powerful. So, Peter Mayhew, thank you from Force Center. Uh, more on his legacy, but thank you, sir, for all you did. Uh, we're here to talk about Star Wars on May the 4th, but, Joseph, that's also an anniversary for the Force Center team, and and this is our way to, to say thanks for those who have supported us over the last year on yeah, Patreon. Yeah, the last two years now. Two years. Sorry, two years. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun talking Star Wars. I'm choking up over Patreon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, this is our Patreon anniversary. We launched uh, two years ago, and just wanted that's to right. say thanks to everybody who is a patron, who has been a patron, who might be a patron in the future. It is not only just uh, the financial support, mm-hmm. uh, but it is also the the sense of community in the sense that we are really making something that is a positive impact in people's lives. And it is just, I was kind of trying to run down the list of all the different things that we've been able to do mm-hmm. because of the Patreon. We've done those commentaries. We've got a bunch of new theme music that we uh, paid Tony Thaxton for. We've right. uh, paid Brian Ward and other people for a, a bunch of great art we were able to do that live show in chicago uh we've got the cards now uh, yeah. that we also paid brian ward to design or send it out to our our higher level patrons uh all that kind of stuff uh and not to mention the questions every week and suggestions that we get for lots of things and uh the heart of our episode today the discord 
Yeah, absolutely. Discord is 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 a great way to build a community and continue the conversation. We put it behind that Patreon wall for a reason. We want to foster that community and create a, a comfortable, warm environment. And that only happens so because of you out there uh, who are contributing and uh, bringing uh, yourselves and, and and giving of yourselves to that warm environment. Uh, you know, I'll say it's like a safe place to talk Star Wars. The world is not always a safe place to talk about <laughs> Star Wars, uh, and then that includes you know having some thoughts here and some questions and we appreciate it i think as, as patreon has changed uh, it isn't just what it used to be or what it seemed to be in the first it is it is a community builder if it's done right it is a business builder and we try to be as transparent as we can and like joseph just said you have affected the quality of our work by improving it in the imaging of, of the songs you know we're, we're almost done with with our our, our pat uh pay i paid a 15 dollars fee for a song <laughs> created on a computer that you also hear in commercials and we got the great Tony Thaxton who lends his, uh, not just lends his talent, is is a paid and compensated artist, which yeah. is important in this in this community. And that's what this is. And it's only going to get better. We're, we're taping the New Hope watch along soon. Yeah. Out in time for what is it now? The 40... 40- Second anniversary? Yes, right. the Douglas Adams anniversary of A New Hope. Yes, yes. So all that's uh, because of you. And yeah, Joseph mentioned the cards, the trading cards. All my life I wanted to be on a trading card. <laughs> Thought it'd be as a New York Yankee, but it is as a Star Wars fan, and you can pick those up. Go to patreon.com slash force center to check it all out. But this is uh, not just uh, us, uh, again, focusing on that. It's, again, Joseph saying thank you, and we're going to hear directly from everyone now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you put out this great call. This is kind of the the meat of our celebration because it is Star Wars Day. May the 4th is all about community. You put out a call on Discord for uh, memories, thoughts, feelings. So we're going to read them, and we're going to react to them. Yeah, we're going to go through and, and hear from some, uh, some, some of our, our listeners. that will, I'll be using their... Uh, their Discord username. So sometimes that means it's a little different than what they might be when their questions pop up in the main show. Uh, but we'll go through. Joseph and I will alternate kind of poking through uh, these uh, wonderful ones. Um, and uh, if you didn't hear, uh, you, if you don't hear yours, we might be using it for something else. That's what we like to do here. <laughs> um, but I'll start with this guy, uh, Tim Van Newland, who I got to give him credit, uh, both on the Knapsack Files and Force Center. He was the one who really was like not just encouraging me to, hey, back on the Knapsack Files page, use Discord. And I was like, I don't know what the Discord is. <laughs> he was like, not only will I help you, I'll send you pictures of how to set it up. Nice. And that made it a lot easier to set up uh, this Force Center one. So Tim is a smart cookie out there in the Netherlands. Uh, so he writes this. I love the build up to The Force Awakens, all the speculation, the trails, trailers, new books and comics. The wait was so long. I hadn't even been this hyped for something since the last Harry Potter book. You know, that's big. Um, it was going to be my first Star Wars movie watching in a movie theater. Wow. When the movie hit theaters, I was studying abroad. I could not wait for the day. So I decided I would skip school. We'll allow it, Tim, and go to the earliest screening possible. I loved the movie at the time, and I still do now. I still have the ticket from that day. I put it away in the Force Awakens Blu-ray case. Saw the movie four more times. I will never forget the experience of building up the movie and ultimately seeing it. A lot to dive in here, Joseph, on this memory. I love the build-up. We're going to be talking about The Phantom Menace soon. Oh, yeah. The main show and the build-up there. Uh, the build-up of Force Awakens was special. Yeah, yeah, because I think... Uh for lots of different people, like no matter how old you were as a fan, if you had already been a fan of Star Wars, this was the thing that would never happen, uh, mm-hmm. that there'd be more Star Wars movies, and in particular that the original trilogy cast would return, right? Right, And even just the idea that George Lucas would ever hand it off and let other people play in the sandbox, because mm-hmm. I remember having those discussions right after Revenge of the Sith, and most of my friends going, yeah, it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing he'd do. Mm-hmm. Like maybe... You know, right. 50 years from now, maybe George Lucas lives to uh, 107. <laughs> and yeah. then 20 years after that, maybe May. if the you know, so it was such a this is amazing. This is George's choice mm-hmm. that he he mm-hmm. passed it on to other creators to play in his world. Um, yeah, yeah that. so that that buildup was huge to me. And uh, the other mm-hmm. thing that, that sparks for me in this this memory uh, is the ticket. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember how how difficult it was to get tickets that day that they were released. There were, I, it is the only right. time in my entire adult life I've locked myself out of my home. <laughs> so I was I not in my actual apartment. Uh, then my wife kindly <laughs> physically went to the theater and was texting me madly about... What about this time? What about this seat? What about uh, 3D? What about this? What about? And I have uh, all of my tickets from that first weekend. I yeah. saw it four times the first weekend. 
have all my tickets uh, on my desk right next to my computer. That's the best. I, yeah, yeah, we we had known each other for a, a short while uh, before we started uh, Force Center around, uh, you know, I think the fall leading up to 2015. Yeah. So obviously now I know you and Sarah have a, have a great partnership in love and love and, and she supports you and you support her and all your, all your little fandoms. That was the first time I was like, who was this amazing woman <laughs> that is running down to a theater yeah. to to get this? I mean, uh, sign me up. And and, and uh, I do remember, totally forgot that. Yeah. Oh, you were just like, I got him. It was an effort. We, got <laughs> we made it happen. And I loved him talking about this was his first time seeing Star Wars in a theater. Uh, that's been one of the big lessons we, we talk about time and time again with the new trilogy, the sequel trilogy. It is the first for yeah. an entire generation of fans. That's powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed. And, I, you know, the my Force Awakens, uh, excuse me, my Phantom Menace ticket, I think I told on Spotlight Star Wars soon, I pulled that Terry Brooks novel out of storage, <laughs> and I'm about four chapters into rereading it, and the ticket fell out. And I was oh, like, that's so great. That's where you were, little buddy. <laughs> Got that ticket. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, we got a memory, uh, more memories coming. That's right. This one is from Chad B. Uh, because of the way this uh, printed out, almost everybody's last name is Last Tuesday. <laughs> it's from Chad B. Last Tuesday at 3.21 p.m. Uh, Chad B. says, My earliest solid memory is getting the Empire Strikes Back Falcon playset for Christmas in 80 or 81. It is one of the only Christmas presents I can remember as a kid. Only the USS flag was more of a holy grail. Ooh, and that still is. Yeah, man. Uh, I can certainly, certainly relate to mm-hmm. the all the toy memories. I remember exactly what things I got, what birthdays, what uh, Christmases, all that. And I, my brother had the yeah. Falcon, and we were very much divided. Yeah, like we we played together. He's three years older than me, but his things were his things, and I could play with them, but they weren't mine. So like <laughs> I had was really designated. Oh, it's not very, yours. It was very sometimes we let each other play with <laughs> one another's sets, but yeah, yeah he had the Falcon. Uh yeah. That's, and that was uh uh and he he got that very young. So like we were quite careful with things mm-hmm. uh and didn't like playing with kids who were who are rough on figures. Uh but even then we had the Falcon so young, like there's lots of little missing pieces and, and broken parts and you know, uh, stickers that my brother didn't apply because that was too much permanence. He didn't, de- he couldn't decide whether or not he wanted to apply certain stickers. Interesting. I did the same <laughs> thing. I was really bad at the stickers because I was bad at stickers. Okay. So you didn't want them to be like, you didn't want to have a crooked control my, panel. My Cobra his tank, which what's that number on the side? It was like seven, eight, eight or something was the number that came with the his tank okay. and Cobra for GI Joe. And it was crooked on one side and I, I couldn't fix it. And it upset me <laughs> clearly still to this day. Uh, and I think you and I are the like mind too of like, I had some friends, a little rough on the toys. Yeah. Nope. I wouldn't break out the Star Wars ones with that. Nope. nope. We get it. You get a He-Man. You can play with Merman. <laughs> he has a ripped ear. Yeah. I rationed. I remember in particular, because this is by that time I was older, uh, my uh, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. Mm. I loved that he had a, he had the green lightsaber, which was at that point, they hadn't been color corrected. All been yellow. Right. Until uh, that Jedi Luke came out and then he was green. And then some of them were blue, which was weird. Uh, There's a whole thing with that. Anyway, uh, but he had the bent arm so you could really make it look like the freeze frame of him hammering Vader's hand in Return of the Jedi. I remember really rationing out like how many times a day I'd put him in that pose because I didn't want his arm to get too loose. That is smart. (laughs) That is looking ahead. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Um, what, what are your toy memories? Well, my toy memories, uh, it, it's, you know, I, I, even going back to the Jedi Alliance days when I still owned it, I made a rash, rash de- decision and got rid of it. But uh, that Y-Wing, the original uh, Y-Wing from, this would be Christmas uh, 83. So it was okay. after the movie. And, you know, I had a very uh, lower middle class, humble upbringing. You know, my parents uh, make sh- made sure my sister and I were taken care of and had good holidays. And, you know, found out years later the struggle that was to make it happen. I appreciated it even more. So I didn't get a lot of the big Star Wars toys. Yeah. And the Y-Wing was the only one that I got that was big. And I, I have a picture of it. Uh, a good old-fashioned developed photo <laughs> that's in my little storage here uh, of the box. And I just remember how bright it was. And, and that stayed with me from 1983 till 2018 when I moved. And it just finally was so beat up and broken. I just had this weird moment of, this is useless to me at this point. The, yeah. the spoilers couldn't, weren't, you know, the things that would come off on the back though, yeah. and the exhaust weren't there. The gun was missing. The the cockpit wouldn't click down and the stickers, which were crooked. <laughs> and I said, you know, I can, I can one day, I can relive the memories by buying a brand new one some yeah. other day. And I got rid of it. I'm okay with it because I still have the memories. Yeah. And the other one of all the toys, I'll tell you what, I remember there was a, a toy store in the Royal Grande downtown area. Uh, it's no longer there. It's, I think it's a round table pizza. <laughs> and uh, my mom and dad, uh, I'll never, I was young enough, my dad got a tax return and I didn't know what that Ooh. meant, but I meant I got to go pick out a Star Wars figure. And we went to the classic, you see the pictures of the big wall of figures and I got a Bespin security guard. I oh, got, nice. Uh, uh, I believe it was the, the Asian male one with a little mustache and the, you know, they, you had a couple of different choices. Yeah. Of all the characters, I got him. <laughs> did you just know you were going to be uh, in security? <laughs> Work down the line? I guess I did in my heart. Yeah. I could go on and on about toy memories. Yeah. I think the the biggest one for me uh, like this, the, there were some Christmases, uh, I think is a uh, 84, I got the Imperial Shuttle. Mm. Uh, then we moved and my brother wrote uh, Handle with Care Chump on the side of the box, which... <laughs> I wish he hadn't. <laughs> uh, but my eighth birthday, I remember, I think my parents saved up because I was in the same thing of like, yeah. couldn't, uh, like the Death Star was like, that was like a million dollars. That was like, oh, forget yeah, about yeah. it. Like, no, yeah. uh, I, I was I was told my grandma and Santa Claus put together could not afford the Death Star. Like, uh, so things were, were out yeah. of our mean reach too. So when my parents really yeah. had a little extra money or saved up, but my eighth birthday, uh, I think it'd been kind of a time of transition and things were a little difficult and they got me both the Dagobah playset and the battle damage X-Wing where you could put the stickers on to make it look a little little burnt and messed up. 
uh, in Love that was. Life. Yeah, and then in my mind, I was like, well, it's, it's still a little scarred from the Death Star because it's the same X-Wing he did the, the Death Star run on. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was, is you know, like when Empire was out, uh, my brother had the Falcon and he had the Han Leia side of things. And I was like, I'm all about Luke and R2 and Yoda. Mm. So I was able to like, in you know, try to act out as much of the scenes from mm. memory as I possibly could. Uh, on my eighth birthday there with my Dagobah playset and X-Wing crashing in the swamp. Did the Dagobah playset had the, did have, it had quicksand, right? Or something that yeah. you could... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, uh, yeah, anyway. I, yeah. 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 Which, I, that could be a toy episode. I could do a whole hour on just the Dagobah <laughs> playset, but I'm going to stop myself We're from other things. Because of memories, uh, more memories from R. Collier 415. Uh, he writes, uh, I'm a prequel baby. First solid memory I have. <laughs> I, that should have just been it. I'm a prequel baby. My first solid memory I have of Star Wars was my mother picking me up in kindergarten and telling me to look in the back of the car. In a sack was the VHS of Phantom Menace, the Phantom Menace VHS that had come out recently. I got so excited. It was on a Friday, so I remember correctly. I went home and watched it two times in a row on the spot. Star Wars was basically a free babysitter for my parents as a kid. If they needed to do something around the house where they couldn't be watching, all they had to do was put on Return of the Jedi, his favorite as a kid, and it was glued uh, to the end credits roll. I mean, that's you could say that about a lot of Star Wars movies even now. Yeah. When I need to babysit myself, I put in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. This is such a great memory that has so many different uh, perspectives about how generations work. Uh, mm. You know, that, that obviously the just having phantom menace on vhs mm-hmm. in the back of the car and uh, uh, also just the um the growing up with vhs yeah you know and uh, i didn't have that we didn't have a vhs uh player until much later in life and yeah i had yeah. a birthday i want to think uh, 11th birthday where we rented yes. a vhs and return of the jedi and we just watched the Jabba's Palace scenario again and again and again, and then finally watched the rest of the movie. But they they were they had such roll a place. It again. Roll it again, uh, yeah, yeah. Catch that lightsaber again, Luke. Damn. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's it, that's the thrill of it. Um, but but it, they lived in my imagination because mm. I couldn't watch them. Yeah. Any time I wanted, uh, and then when you come around to thinking about Phantom Menace on VHS. You know, people of my generation had super mixed reactions to the movie when it first came out. Mm-hmm. We discussed it endlessly with my geek friends. A bunch of us saw it in the theater again. However long later, the VHS comes out. People had been making jokes and complaining about The Phantom Menace right. for all that time. I bought the VHS. I bought the fancy one that came with the little film strip. Uh, the little, oh, yeah. little strip of film. And I said, hey, does anyone want to come and watch Phantom Menace with me? And all these people who'd been complaining about it for months were like, yeah, <laughs> and they all came, and we all watched it again. Watched it. That's the power of Star Wars. Did you get this? Was that the same set that came with the CD-ROM two disc set? Ah, I think it did. It's a lot. It's the bigger box. bigger box. Yeah, it definitely had a book. Yeah, uh, like a making of that I think has the N one Starfighter on the cover. Yep. Uh, and then the actual VHS, and then it had the little film strip. I can't remember I, if it came with the CD. Or I not. think we got the same set because I still have the CD-ROMs. I don't have the film strip. I don't think I have the VHS. I think I garage sailed that out a couple years ago. Um, but I have the two disc CD-ROM set that came with something around that time. Yeah, and I, I, I have it. I moved it out of a store. I'd be, I'm not talking. I had the thing in my bag at Screen Junkies. Collect. I had it with me all the time in case anyone was like, "Want to watch this?" For <laughs> you know, nostalgia's sake. Uh, and I haven't seen it since probably 20 years. I, yeah. don't, I don't even think I could play it anywhere right now. Um, but I do have that same set. Yeah. Shared memories <laughs> over that set. And I love, again, uh, it, it, you know, our, our call you're saying here, I'm a prequel baby. Again, the yeah. generational uh, introductions to Star Wars. But I need to say, you know, Return of the Jedi was his favorite. Uh, you can still you can still be a prequel baby and go to the original trilogy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next up, we have Lauren Romo. And Lauren says, my whole perspective on Star Wars has changed ever since Celebration. And yes, I'm still going through Celebration withdrawals. I usually don't do anything on May 4th besides maybe watching one of the movies, but I think this year I'm going to change it up and do some fun Star Wars-related activities throughout the day to celebrate this wonderful franchise. Mm. Uh, That's great. Celebration was an amazing experience, and uh, I think a lot about how how do we celebrate Star Wars on a day-to-day basis, much less a big Star Wars Day celebration. We get Mm. to do the podcast, but what are you going to do in your your personal life Mm. that's not... For anyone else, it's not for mm-hmm. a podcast. It's not for you know a, a video. It's just you. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, it's, it's, um, uh, Grace and I are going to watch Solo. And Peter Mayhew passed, and we're, we're watching Jonas's work. Yeah. But it makes sense for both of us because she, she said, you know, I'd like to watch Solo because I think that is some, I just love Chewie in that. And I think, I'm so glad Peter got to see it because I think it's a big testament to that character, which was always a good number two, a good second mate. He was your loyal friend. Yeah. Uh, I think Chewie is front and center on that for obvious reasons. And so we're going to do that. Just have it, have some food, watch, celebrate that uh, off off air. (laughs) What do you you got? You know, I'm going to talk to uh, my wife. I am, uh, it'll be out today as this podcast Mm -hmm. uh, is out. Uh, I'm doing an episode of my podcast, Obsessed with Her, talking about her fandom as, uh, as a Star Wars fan. Um, because she has had, you know, kind of a different path through it, but at this point is almost as big of a fan as I am. So I'm looking forward to asking her what she wants to do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, making sure that we do it uh, together as a family. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll make Star Wars cookies. I don't know. Or some, I'm sure, some wonderful Star Wars-themed drinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I'll put in the request. She's made some <laughs> uh, good... Um, see if she remembers her ingredients for the Twin Sons cocktail. That might be nice. I'm telling you, there's a there's a calendar and a cookbook there, or a drink book. <laughs> uh, we got to we got to we got to get you get the, the Scrimshaw family uh, Star Wars drinks is something there. The drink book, the yeah. drink book, and yeah, and just your beautiful drink photography. Uh, Lauren, we had a great chance uh, to 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 meet Lauren actually, uh, shake hands yeah. and uh, celebrate Star Wars with her at Star Wars Celebration. What I love about this is. Yes, there was a palpable feeling of joy at this convention, especially it was different than 2017 and 2015 because the joy was stronger. Um, and you cannot deny, no matter the reasons, we don't need to get into the reasons, but there's it's sometimes been not a struggle, but you feel a little beat down or you feel, feel a little weary by some of the, the talk of Star Wars out there. But to get there uh, in Chicago, if you're fortunate enough or you're watching at home or you're watching, following along on Twitter, we, we got to all celebrate again. And that was that was needed and, and just a joy. Yeah. And uh, Lauren's great. Um, go check out the last Star Wars fan group on Facebook where they uh, are very supportive of the work here at Force Center. We appreciate that. Um, this one comes from uh, the Three-Eyed Scribbler. <laughs> I know Scribbler, Jeff Saunders. Uh, he's done uh, some great work for me over in the AppSec Files as well. And he, he writes this, I have a special memory from our local Episode 7 premiere. I, I, I've not attended many cons, so I haven't really seen many cosplayers up close. When The Force Awakens came out, several members of the local 501st were there on opening night in costume. I'm at the theater's bar, good choice, Jeff, having a drink with friends before the movie, and I turn around and find myself surrounded by Imperial and First Order stormtroopers, TIE pilots, Imperial guards, some Jedi, just tossed him, a Tusken Raider, and even a Jawa. (laughs) I suddenly went from being a 40-something-year-old man to a giddy little child. And really, for one of the first times since I was a kid playing with my Kenner toys, Star Wars was something tangible and real again. This, along with the excitement of seeing a brand new Star Wars film that I never really expected to happen, again, to our point earlier, made for a very special moment in an evening that I'll never forget. Utini! And he put a picture of him standing next to the Tusken Raider and the Jawa, who, the Jawa's holding a sign that says, I'm a Jawa. <laughs> that Jawa does not want to be questioned. <laughs> I wonder if it's like the, the person didn't want the, right, you're pretty tall for a Jawa, and just like, I am a Jawa, a get Jawa. off my back. <laughs> Period. I'm a Jawa. There was a tall one. Leave me alone. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. love that just even in the corner there, you can see some armor. Oh, yeah, you can. Good old Stormtrooper armor, it looks yeah. like. We have a yeah, nice uh, like a Stormtrooper shoulder, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's already got the Force Awakens shirt on and everything. Good Ready job. to go. Ready to go. Good job, yeah, Jeff. There's so much in this that I like. Uh, yeah. That, that idea of, since playing with the toys, this is the first time it felt tangible again. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important that y- you need things to make it feel real mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's not just something that lives in the imagination but can walk around the real world you move its limbs around either because it's an action figure or a human being in a costume <laughs> they can both move their limbs so it's real yeah th- and it's the power of of the cosplay stuff and i understand what jeff's saying when you first see it i didn't go to a lot of cons until i started really working with the schmoes uh, boys and I think uh, L.A. Comic Con, uh, Stanley's L.A. Comic Con, was my first like real con experience. My friend Joe Ruggiero and I, who's occasionally on Force Center uh, as a guest, we we popped in, and that's what stood out first. Yeah, you're like wow. And I'd been to some parties. Uh, you know, my friend Brittany used to throw some parties where a lot of cosplay was done by professionals, and it was different out in the wild. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I totally know what Scribbler's saying there. You're just kind of like, 
wow, like someone made that? Yeah. Was it purchased off of a rack at a Walmart? <laughs> like, I love it. I, I feel that excitement. Yeah, no, I, I I love seeing really specific moments of cosplay because it is, I think the heart of cosplay is that idea of like, wow, someone else likes this thing that I like so much that they actually dressed up as it. Mm-hmm. And it has, you know, usually involves like, so much talent yeah. uh, to do it. But I remember the Star Wars celebration that I went to in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I saw was someone cosplaying uh, the Hammerhead action figure. Not the character, Momo Nadun. Yes. Uh, but the actual Hammerhead action figure. And mm-hmm. I, it launched such specific memories yeah. of the Hammerhead action figure. We had him since we were very young, so he was very loose. Uh, and we we set up a battle where everybody was firing at each other, and then we used rubber bands. Yeah. There's one time that we, we, we set pillows down so they'd fall safely, but I, I shot Hammerhead off the top of my bunk bed, Yeah. and he flipped over, and his legs just went flipping and flailing like the best physical comedy, and just like, I felt all those things when I saw this yeah. this person. And this person who chose to dress up as that has doesn't know all the different memories that he's igniting mm-hmm. in people, you mm-hmm. know, but it's just, uh, it's so powerful and cool that cosplay can do that. Cosplay can do it. And you're sparking even just another thought I have. And, and this idea, you grow, you grow up in, you know, Minnesota up there in the frozen tundra yeah. up there. All right. I'm out here in Pismo Beach, California, Royal Grande, and we're around the same generation, obviously. Uh, and I'm having my memories and I think they're mine. You're having yours and your brothers, <laughs> and you think yours. And then at some point, the world opens up, and it was a little, little different back then. I had some of my friends, I, you know, Joel, Gavin, Mark. I, I remember talking Star Wars with them, but it, it is something powerful when I love hearing your stories, and then they spark mine, and mine sparked probably someone listening, and that's what ends up happening around the community of Star Wars, and it's powerful in a lot of fandoms. But you know, uh, as much as I love Game of Thrones, I wasn't seven watching Ned Stark being beheaded. <laughs> um, someone might be now. What a special memory! And I can have a shared love of that. But it's a little different, more powerful, and I think it's part of the reason uh, Star Wars pulls all of us in. Where Joseph's childhood in Minnesota with a you know hammerhead action figure connects with me sticking a uh, little twig I whittled into the low gray's <laughs> hand and going I need a better Ewok weapon that's from oh, my yeah. actual yard. So you you made a low gray spear. <laughs> made a low gray spear. I used to have little pocket knives. My friend Eric and I used to whittle. You know we used to we think you were Jeremiah Johnson out there just like whittling away. You had uh, rocking chairs, right? Uh, yeah, rocking chairs. Uh, we, we used to go to a Cracker Barrel. No, we'd have, I wish I wish we had one there. Yeah. So I whittled, I whittled, whittled a low gray spear. That is amazing. Uh, so this other yeah. cosplay memory before we move on, mm-hmm. because I, I don't think I'll ever know if it's what I think it is, mm-hmm. but it was at Comic-Con a couple of years ago. I saw what I can only describe as wet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I believe that this person was cosplaying Kenobi in the rain in Camino, <laughs> or else he just took a shower. One of the, <laughs> two. <laughs> the two, but he had the exact right beard. He had the exact right hair. To be Attack of the Clones, Sorry. Obi-Wan, in the rain on Camino is beautiful. Wet Obi-Wan Kenobi. One of my cosplay members, and I see, I've see i seen it a lot now, but it was at a San Diego Comic-Con, maybe 2013, <clears throat> 2014. Saw a Tarkin, and the Tarkin had slippers on. Oh, nice. Which is that, you know, Peter Cushing, uh, you know, legend that is that is true of him wearing slippers in a lot of the shots um, that you don't see. Asked George to please shoot me from the waist up, and George <laughs> complied. Uh, and I just, and it's that, that's what I also love about cosplay. It's a shared history and then an homage to that shared history and yeah. knowledge, and it's part of it as well. Our final uh, memory today, Joseph, what do we have? Yeah, Green Colleen, right? Yes, Colleen. Yeah. I always used to watch one of the Star Wars films on May 4th. Not a lot of people around me like Star Wars, so it was a bit of my secret holiday that I spent by myself. Since I got to uni and found a community of people that love Star Wars as well, we did screenings, quizzes, or even conferences about Star Wars. It's so great to have people share the love. This Saturday is going to be even more amazing as May the 4th this year is going to be the first day of my local Comic Con, and they're going big. The 501st Company is coming down and will be patrolling the streets. They're bringing props for an expo as well and will be judging a Star Wars cosplay contest. There will be tons of other Star Wars goodness as well. I will be cosplaying as Rey, yes, Mm -hmm. and participate in a panel about Star Wars and myth. It's going to be such a great day of celebrating Star Wars with other nerds. Wow. 
Colleen, who has helped us, uh, you know, track some Star Wars ranks oh, nice. on the website, which I am also again behind. Uh, <laughs> that's not a call to action, Colleen. Don't worry, you've done your work. Um, I, I hope, uh, Colleen, please get some good pictures and and, and share it with us, yeah. so we can spread your Ray cosplay to the world. And and, and so happy you get to be competing uh, or participating. Not competing. <laughs> Panels can be competitions, <laughs> but participating in a great panel. Uh, you talked about up top, jo- Joseph, about con- convergence uh, uh, being even now smaller scale compared to some of the bigger ones but being smaller along the way there's some as big as, as awesome as the big ones are and i hope uh people get to experience them. celebration new york comic-con san diego comic-con i i love these little littler ones because you get to it's more about the fans and the joy yeah yeah i mean speaking from my experience with convergence and a, a couple of other ones around the world that i've been mm-hmm. been hired to come do some comedy panels podcasts and all that it is great when there is just a party Mm-hmm. When it's just like, let's, you know, dress up as a uh, wet Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> and whatever uh, condition of other character you want. You dress yeah. up as Ray and you just have fun. You know, play board games, go to panels, mm-hmm. do whatever. Um, and it's great as well to have the big ones where news happens. And we all get to be right. excited about the big news. But it is great to have the experience that uh, Colleen is describing that is just let's exchange ideas, let's exchange enthusiasm, let's exchange uh, excitement mm. about Star Wars. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, you talk, the news the news drops are important. They're absolutely important. They were, they're what fuel San Diego now and Celebration. You know, look at Celebration 2016 didn't have, quote, uh, big news drops, maybe Thrawn, and, it, and, and the thought was, ah, that was kind of disappointing, except for the people that were there, because I yeah. don't think you need it when you're there. No, you are feeling and seeing and going to these panels and the cosplay and the toys and the memories. And that is a reminder of that's what's important. Yeah, I think. Uh, Colleen, I wonder I wonder what Ray she's going to do. Yeah, I'm so curious. There's a lot of choices. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, Rays that I saw at Celebration was uh, somebody did a Ray fighting the Praetorian Guards. So it had down mm. to had the scratch. On nice, the arm. nice. Like, oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure we will very soon. Uh, see Ray's in her slightly different robes uh, mm-hmm. from the rise of Skywalker. The rise of Skywalker. Colleen, go have fun. Celebrate Star Wars and please share the pictures with us so we can share them with the Star Wars community here at Force Center. And the myth conclusions. I love the discussion oh, yeah, of yeah, Star yeah. Wars and myth, so I can't wait to hear uh, how that went. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to thank all of you uh, and others who shared memories. Again, uh, we, we love taking these and, and using them uh, other places as well. So, uh, I love our fans. Uh, I love uh, celebrating Star Wars with the Force Center community. And, you know, I'm pretty open about it. I've had, you know, fortunate opportunity to do shows elsewhere and continue to do Star Wars shows elsewhere. But there's something pretty powerful uh, of what you all have uh, helped make Force Center. And when uh, I don't want to speak for Joseph Jennifer, but I know when we're at these places and someone comes up and just kind of says, hey, man, I listen to Force Center. You you could almost see my face change. (laughs) I go from to Awesome. You're a friend now. Yeah. And it really means a lot. We get to do this with y'all. Absolutely. And thanks again to everybody who who does say uh, such nice and supportive things, uh, both in person at places like Celebration. And every once in a while, I bump into somebody just uh, at Target. Uh, (laughs) It's it's very nice to be like when somebody is kind of looking at you like, Maybe uh, maybe they listen to Four Center, or else maybe I have something on my face. <laughs> and it's very nice when people come up and say, "Hey, I, I really like that." So well, thank that. you all uh, for for being a part of this community, saying hello to us in person and on the internet all the time. Absolutely. If you are relatively new, you want to know where to join the community or conversation. We're on Twitter at Four Center Pod. Uh, like us on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. I've got a picture. I'm ready to share on there. It's a still Ooh. from Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I keep forgetting to do it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, there, you can go to our website, fourcenterpod.podomatic.net. We have merch available on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash user slash fourcenter. Uh, YouTube, we got the animated databank brawl, and the in-memoriams are coming back, talking with Kevin Smets, who puts those together. We're working on that. Life uh, just got both of us busy. Uh, and then Patreon, Joseph, like we were talking up uh, uh, now, or we're talking up earlier, uh, Patreon's where we're building a lot of great things. Yeah, we got a bunch of new goals. We have some new rewards. And, you know, we don't say it enough that that Patreon is a way for us to grow this community because of the Discord. Uh, mm. I, I only go into the Discord uh, every so often because everybody's discussing great things. And if mm. I went in there, I all the time, I would never get anything <laughs> done from just <laughs> reading and, and responding. Yeah. Uh, but I, every time I, I pop my head in, it looks like there's just such great 
healthy conversation, mm-hmm. exchange of ideas and excitement about uh, Star Wars. Uh, so really want to remind people that Discord is, uh, you know, a part of Patreon. It's a part of what makes it positive. So if you're interested in becoming a part of that, you can go to patreon.com slash center. Absolutely. That is it. We got our own things we always work on. Joseph, uh, where can they find you? Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Joseph Scrimshaw. And then all my other stuff, uh, podcasts, live shows, uh, my book, Comedy of Doom, comedy albums, all that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And don't forget to check out Jennifer Landa's work on YouTube. I think still TikTok. All the places. <laughs> Just search Jennifer Landa. You can go to catnapsock.com to get information on everything I've got going on. Uh, please do that. Follow me at catnapsock. That is it for now. We're going to go celebrate Star Wars here on Force Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.